All right. It's super windy, so I hope it's not too bad of a recording. I was a little fired up last time. I'm not sorry about it. I'm really fucking sick of redundancy. It's just a... It's just a sad state of affairs, like when you read things or listen to old things, and you realize that, like, there's no, there's no, like, move forward on a lot of subjects. Like, you know, things that are in the exact same state of people just bickering about it in public and nobody doing anything functional about it that it has been for a long time. And that's super frustrating. But a lot of us are like that in our lives. You know, we got this one thing that, you know, given the opportunity, we always say we wish we were doing or, oh, if, if only this, then that. And, you know, we never do. Hey, it's, it's just not acceptable, not on an individual basis or at a societal level. We got to do better, but I'll get off that rampage for a bit. I need to take a few breaths, but I was thinking about like regret, you know, Sam Harris has a pretty cool meditation on the power of regret. And I highly suggest everybody listen to most of those lessons. A lot of them are very powerful, but that one in particular is pretty good. But a personal observation on regret is if I had to sum up like what I regret in this life so far, you know, is, and you can't change anything in the past. And the one standard, you know, uh, thread for all the things that I truly regret was any time I acted because I was shielding my insecurity with my ego. You know, I think a lot of people could probably relate to this too. It's just one of those things that, you know, until you get some type of self-confidence and, you know, a healthy ego, like these things, you know, we're all prone to that. All of our worst behaviors, even if they're self-destructive or if it's time that we hurt people, you know, this is all times that, I mean, not all, but the vast majority are times that we were shielding insecurity with ego, you know? And I know there's a lot of people out there whose, like, only experience with me was when I was in that moment, you know? Whether I thought I was being funny in a super insensitive way, or if I was just so sure that I was right, that I wasn't making any effort to even comprehend the other person's point of view, or if I was just caught up in a moment, you know, wanting to be kind of the big dog on the block and act it out, you know, um, I'm guilty of all of them. And if this ever comes across the ears of, you know, somebody that I did harm in that way, I truly am sorry. You know, it, uh, 
but you know I've grown and bettered myself and you know full disclosure I'm a recovering addict and alcoholic like I don't drink no more and I had a really long run with drugs that was as destructive you know as any could reasonably be and still come out the other side so it's one of the principles of recovery to kind of do this self-inventory and, and be a constant work in progress but you don't have to have something like that in you like that shouldn't be what motivates people to do better like this should just be something that we have as a standard you know where we just try to improve ourselves because we can't do undo the past you know I can't unhurt the people I've hurt. You know, I can't go back and make anything right. Time doesn't work like that. But what I can do is just try to do better. You know, try to see the world through as many eyes as possible. It's one of the things I like books so much for is that, you know, good books let you see the world through somebody else's perspective you know when you read you're kind of subordinating your thoughts to the writers and if that person really paints a vivid experience of somebody going through something it's as close to a shared experience as can be had you know without sharing the experience so I don't know that and just Another thing I really wish I could implore is if anybody's listening to this and they're kind of, if I'm an enemy or if I'm on the opposite side of the aisle, like, here's one reason, and, I'm, and I mean this like with all kindness and gratitude possible, like is that I, like I understand how easy it is to really get swallowed up in a single perspective of the world. You know, and this is why, like, you can you can do this uh, kind of exercise. I know I'm kind of all over the place now. Bear with me, <laughs> but if you do this exercise, like, where if you compare somebody's viewpoints on the world with the maximum range that they've traveled in the world, you know, everybody's got this like area that they've traveled. So, you know, if you add up all that distance that they've went, the people who have spent the most time in the biggest variety of experiences, like, you just don't see hyper-conservative viewpoints emerge. You know, you don't see things like nationalism and isolationism, you know? If someone's spent a summer abroad for education, you know, they're t like, they typically don't come back less tolerant, you know? And there's this phenomenon that you hear with astronauts that once somebody's been to space and you can kind of really get this out-of-the-window perspective of how tiny this world is, 
and how big everything else is like you know the biggest differences between people are so minute you know and another thing that puts us at opposition if you're a conservative is just there's so many times where you have to compromise practicality for compassion you know hey i'd always rather be on the side that says we're going to do the right thing and figure out how later if necessary you know and i know that sounds real scary to conservatives but it's like the opposite of it is that you have to decide who to exclude you know, you have to decide what, who gets the practical treatment. Because practical treatment is when everybody's trying to get in the shelter and you slam the doors. You know, resources will last longer. You know, like there's a sweet spot that optimizes survival, but you still had to shut the fucking door on people. You know, and... And that, and this one's going to be a little controversial, especially to traditional people, but like how conservatism and traditional like religiosity are so intertwined, both have this one inherent flaw. You know, I have no, I don't care if you believe in angels or not, but... <laughs> You have to realize that in a real-world sense, nobody's had a shareable experience with an angel. You know, no two people, like, have, you know, <laughs> had that moment together where they saw the same thing, you know. So wherever, wherever this belief lies, it lies beyond the realm of what you can see you know, sense, touch, okay, doesn't mean it's not real, you know, uh, radio waves are as real as anything, can't see or touch them, I get it, but how much of your life you restrict on the basis of that belief is up to you, but conservatives really seem like they like to speak for an almighty uh, to the obligations placed on people who don't necessarily share the beliefs. You know, and I just can't really get on board with that either. So, anyway. The, uh, the ego is often portrayed in a negative light and I don't subscribe to that it's the most important thing in the world it's it's the thing that drives it's the thing that moves it's the thing that uh, craves and pursues action and reward okay but it has to be fueled through confidence and compassion and good things not insecurity and intolerance so for what the, for whatever that is worth, that's what I got for the day. I love every single one of you. I hope you have an amazing day. 
i'm out.